Welcome to Middlebrook Memories Podcast. I am Jerry, otherwise known as Glacier Prince, and my co-host is Hitchcock, otherwise known as Alfred Henry. Our mission on this podcast series is to explore the stories behind the magic that was created at Middlebrook. But over a span of four years, between 1982 and 1986, we saw the transformation of a small co school with less than 1,200 students, 800 boys, 800 girls and 400 boys into a successful sports and scholastic champion, winning seven major trophies, three Sunlight Cup, two Tapping Cup, one Walker Cup, and one Nutriment Shield. And to crown these achievements, Meadowbrook also produced two Rhodes Scholars, Cavell Creighton in 1987 and Andrea Wright in 1989, both graduates of Meadowbrook in 1983. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to persons, both males and females, who were actively involved in this incredible journey, along with friends and staff at Meadowbrook, which inspired the environment which created this golden era. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Please give us as much support and encouragement as you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Oh, all right, ready. So remember to like, share, and subscribe these Meadowbrook Memories podcasts so neither you nor your friends will miss another memorable conversation. Thanks. Today is Saturday, May 27, 2023. I welcome back to another conversation about Meadowbrook Memories. Me, as usual, Jelly, our Prince, our Glister, our Lance. And by now, no one any one of those names will do. Then me as co today is Margaret Livermore, and she's a person mainly responsible for most of the female them who have joined these Meadowbrook Memories conversation. And we will be eternally grateful for that. And you can go back to episode number 22 to listen to Margaret Livermore's Meadowbrook Memories and like, share, and subscribe while listening. However, Margaret has broadened her outreach to, and is now reaching out to Meadowbrook students who started in Meadowbrook a generation after we left in the 1980s. Because as I say on these conversations, you have to just come Meadowbrook one day and we want to hear your memories and your story. Our guest today is started with Meadowbrook in 1995 and graduated in, 19, in the year 2000. He described himself as a man who loved bio and geography, but did not do too well in physics or chemistry. He also said he used to fix and modify headphones when he attended Meadowbrook, and that statement alone explained the generation gap between when Margaret and I were at Meadowbrook, because I don't even know if a headphone would call it much as I fix it. But we're forgetting that and explain how that works. <laughs> However, I'm looking forward to a conversation from our guest who has a passion for photography. And you only have to look on the Instagram page and you'll be blown away by the pictures our guests have taken. Anyway, without further ado, Middlebrook members welcome Francis Combs to the conversation. Introduce yourself, Francis. Hey, Jelly. Hey, Margaret. What's up? How everything? Yeah, man. Thank you, Francis. And um Hey, awesome. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what year you started, Middlebrook, Francis, before I ask you the first question. What year you started and what year you left? Just repeat what I said. Well, I started in nineteen ninety five and left in two thousand. Okay. Cool. Cool. cool, cool. And Margaret, reintroduce yourself. 
Hey, good morning, everyone. Margaret Livermore, class of 83. I am really excited about this conversation. I've been waiting to have conversations with um, with our alums who graduated in the 2000s. Very, very curious to see what their experience was like. I met Francis in April at the art show at Meadowbrook, and I was blown away. His photography is really, really inspiring and awesome. Thanks for coming, Francis. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, Francis. You say listen to a couple of these podcasts before, and by now you should know the first question asked anybody who comes on them podcasts uh, is a conversation that asked in that podcast. Did you choose Meadowbrook or Meadowbrook choose you? I believe Meadowbrook chose me because when I passed my common entrance examinations. I passed for Kingston College. And my dad decided he was going to have me transferred to Meadowbrook. Mainly because the traffic to get down to KC in the mornings is horrible. So I'm like, cool, no problem. Go to school, I'm all for it. <laughs> so, so did you pick for KC? <laughs> um, actually, my dad picked um, schools for me, two schools, um, KC and JC mm. or Calabar, I'm not quite sure, but I'd got through for both of them. Okay. And then even when pick for them school, them change your mind after you pass the exam? Yeah, man. Because it wasn't about to fight with that traffic in the morning time. So I realized Meadowbrook was very much closer. Oh, so where you used to live? Tony Hill. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Say, so let's come off a deal and make a ride. That's only a metal for true. Yeah. Yeah, man. Go through cassava piece, go through the traffic and come down, mm -hmm. man, in the road. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, never think about it at all when you pick them school left here then. Because it wasn't that we are the traffic. Well, it's pretty um, I don't think he had to take it into consideration because I think he's a Casey old boy, once a Casey old boy. And um, my brothers before me, I think one went to Med um, Calabar, um, one went to Casey. I'm not too sure where the other one went to, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, tradition. Okay, okay, okay. Meadowbrook, so you never knew about Meadowbrook at all before you come up on the campus. Or even your father said my transfer to Meadowbrook. No, I like that. It was a boy and girl school, you know. And I wasn't too fond of going to all boys school. <laughs> and hearing all them rumors of how they used to rag and bully the, the newbies them. Yeah. And make them wind up and punce and them things. They're like, nope, not about that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're happy when you say, you get that, that trend. When Meadowbrook called it, and I just said, Meadowbrook chose you. Yeah, Meadowbrook chose me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first time you go up on the Meadowbrook campus in Francis, what was what was the experience like? We go up on the school campus. Cause you have never been there before. Were you were you aware where it was? No idea. Okay, so when you see it the first time, what impression you get? Well, coming from Lico Primary School, Don Robin, and going to Meadowbrook was a big change. Because back in the days Don Robin was a little dust bowl. Like you come down to school, big old dust field, like a bridge over into the school itself, and you're cool. Now coming into Meadowbrook, it's a whole different ball game. Like, just 
big old gate, walking in on a bicycle parking lot, and these big buildings. I'm like, okay, this is going to be an experience. I was basically a greenback, didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, ah. So, what impression you get of the surroundings of the school before I talk about the classroom? What impression you get of the, the location and the surroundings? The surroundings? Yeah. Um, well, more urban compared to being in the city. As the surrounded by a lot of residential homes and it kind of gave an uptown feel. Mm-hmm. So, this was like a whole change up environment for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So, it kind of surprised you then that you realized that the school was nestled in the middle of two residential community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first year on the campus, if you can remember, the first term, what some of the friends then where you remember meeting on the first term you come on Millerbrook? Why? Some of the first. That's a, that's a good idea because half of them I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, in a first form, I don't remember half of them. This is one girl I remember, the Anthony Crawford, maybe because I had a question about Yeah, like a short girl, she's kind of cute and all. Um, but there is this one by Dennis Isaacs. I remembered him. Um, his mom, I think she taught biology. She was a teacher there. Mm-hmm. And a math teacher. He took an interest in him. You know, wanted to see him progress. And, well, Dennis was never really interested in math class. So, you know, that went between him and the teacher. It wasn't really nice for him. Who was the math teacher? I... I'd have to think. What's his name? I know he was in charge of the school challenge quiz. Mm-hmm. But do not remember his name right now. Mm-hmm. He was very strict. And, yeah, you didn't want to joke around in his class because he didn't have to pick on you. It, it wasn't Mr. McGregor you attack. No, man. Not Mr. McGregor. <laughs> eh, eh, him, she taught me physics. Wait, wait. McGregor, McGregor. Um... Yeah, McGregor, sharp man, kind of bald head. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Um, kind of stuff. Yeah, him, him teach me physics. No, him never teach me maths. Yeah, man, he was and there. there was another man who... He was yeah, there. He, he was there. He was there when I was there, man. That's why I can't remember his name. He never teach me, but he was at school while I was at school. I was in sixth form, and he did fourth, fifth, and sixth form, but he never teach me maths. But, yeah. So... Yeah, he... he... He was my physics teacher, didn't really learn much in his class, <laughs> and eventually I left his class. Yeah, you know, I like physics at all, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he he tried to teach me Matt Francis. Okay. Tried to. Well, yeah, tried, tried to. I understand. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the physics teacher I had before him, though, when in um, second or third form, actually learned in his class. I don't remember his name. He taught maths as well. Um, the nickname we gave him was Antsman. Yeah, but in his class, I actually built a motor 
um, from scratch. It was a group work, and but I just said the group members didn't really care much. I just went ahead and did my research and built that and caught the grade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, 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 let me ask you a question, Francis. Just step, step in back a little. Before you come to Meadowbrook, what type of reputation Meadowbrook had at the time? In the 1995 when you started Meadowbrook, what was Meadowbrook known as? Once you know Seattle Meadowbrook, what kind of reputation you hear about Meadowbrook? Honestly, I really don't remember the reputation because it was very vague. It's like the top schools at the time was Immaculate, KPJC, Calabar, Champion College. Those are the ones that I remember that being the top schools. And and with Champion, it's like, uh, and Immaculate, you go there, you better have money because on school pay wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never have no sports reputation known to you as a sporting school if you have no reputation at all when you go there. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. So were you surprised when you hear Panem podcast uh, Meadowbrook sporting achievements in the nineteen eighties? No, no, I'm not surprised because it's quite similar to the uh, West Indian cricket achievements in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> they were dominant. Yes, I forget what right that up was. until the nineties. Yes, I forget what that comparison, Francis. That is true, and it's like West Indian cricket team them exists now. That is so true. That is, <laughs> that is so true. Uh, uh, who was the principal and who were some of the teachers that you remember, Francis? Well, there was Mrs. Miss Law, Mrs. Law. I think she came over from Chile. And that's where she came when I think Miss Headland left. I'm not sure if I got the name right. Miss so? um, But I definitely remember Miss Mrs. Law. When she came over, I was in um, second form. And she used to blast classical music over the intercom in the morning time. And not many students were happy about that. It was pretty boring for them. What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what, classical music at what time? Like for devotion or something like that? Right before devotion. Early morning. And how long was that? You mean how long she'd blast it? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. How long? In the morning? Yeah. She'd start probably like an hour. And blast it right up until devotion time and then done. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this right. So from your common school. Yeah. <laughs> but also I understand. <laughs> from your common school, I sit in the classroom before. Yeah, your classical music. Yeah, your classical music. <laughs> wow. That has some change. <laughs> Sorry, Margaret, could <laughs> you have lived through that? <laughs> I actually couldn't have jelly because I like classical <laughs> <laughs> I like all music. The only I like most music genres. I don't and my Caribbean people, please forgive me, but the truth is the truth. I'm not a fan of Calypso and I don't like heavy metal and that kind of acid music. I don't like those. But everything else I can I can appreciate. But but my ask Francis then, because I'm saying it was a torture for you. And what were the student then? Or are you one of like classical music? I learned to ignore it. It became background music until it disappeared in my head. Okay. You know what? Too attracted to it. And what did the student then say? 
Alles die Lettnam, some of them just come to school and bring them Walkman and them headphones and just blast the music in them heads and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I would get my headphones and have my own little disc money and just listen to some streams. But that was like on, you know, certain occasions because, you know, you didn't want them to to catch it with that and we confiscate that. I just got to ask you so, that yeah. if you are allowed to carry a headphone, you'd have to hide it. And you walk... If I hide it, the thing I bag, I, yeah, if I hide it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Probably after school, you can't take it out and go and listen that to it. That is really interesting. Away, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Margaret. <laughs> I'm saying that that was really interesting. I, I was surprised to very surprised to hear that about the music being played in the mornings. We never had any kind of music. No. Well, and yeah. Yeah, go ahead. But, go ahead. Go ahead. I think of it, Jelly. Did we actually have an intercom? I don't remember us having no, an intercom. No, we never had an intercom at the time, you know. The, the technology <laughs> never reached that no, stage man. that we are a speaker in the classroom because that's what it sounded like, Francis, that there, the speaker... Every classroom was wired to an intercom where you could have... Yeah. Um, no, you know. It didn't. The classrooms, them didn't have the intercoms. It's like, you know, them broadcast speakers them put out in the yard and stuff like that. Like the meg- megaphone oh, style. Really? Speakers. Yeah. Oh, when it, when you say, okay. when you say it, we don't have a different view. Right? That sounds like a concentration camp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly? Yeah. Jelly. <laughs> so jelly. My, really jelly? How the first vision come to my mind? <laughs> like a prison, I may say, but... Oh, my God. Make a phone and the thing I blast it like it's a propaganda thing. I you never know that. that never... Oh, my World God. World War II thing with our switch. Eh? Jelly? Like a World War II thing. Jelly yes. the lady was trying to instill some culture. In our school. <laughs> she was trying to instill some culture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, me hear you. I hear you. I You're so funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, no, I just said, the, uh, no, listen, sorry, the first vision comes to my mind. Sorry. <laughs> speak, speak up anything, I think about Bagway and Sarah. It's fine. Nobody's going to throw that away. No, I yeah, hear you. But Jelly, I don't want to start me laughing, you know, because once I start laughing, it's hard for me to stop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, Francis. Jelly, no, in, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. In regards to um, confiscated items, you know, leading up to the time for me to leave Meadowbrook. Yeah. Is when cell phones start to come in, I see them look um people, them look students, them come in, them look Bang a phone, look at Nokia 33 10 and stuff there. Rolling in school with the phone, and you'd have some with a pose, look a Bluetooth headset and look a wired headset. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, technology was taking off from the 2000s going upwards. Mm-hmm. Just by the time when you leave, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, because we call it, when Whitney and Margaret, um, you call it earlier, Francis. I forget the name, and I'm gonna have one to um, where you play a CD pan. CD player, this man, this man, this man, this man, the small one, yeah, 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 disc, this man, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 with the graduate. I had one, one as well, yeah, everybody that that was 
That was the thing because I never have no phone or work with that all. No, sir, no phone. No, and no. even when you had the phone back in those days, the most, the most you could I get on it is a radio. And even that was um a luxury if it had a radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, the phone I'm never equipped for that as, as it is now. It have everything. That was out of the question. That was out of the question, Francis. Yeah. So, Francis, you remember your first day at Meadowbrook? I mean, you're coming out of school now. What You have any memory of the first day, the first term, the first year? What do you first remember most is... about the early days at Meadowbrook? Let me put it that way there. Let me broaden the question for you. What I remember most about the early days at Meadowbrook? Working in the metal work department. Mm. Um, fixing and modifying headphones, and I was switching out the speakers to make them sound better, getting more bass in it. And um, when the cards started to give trouble and get shots, I learned how to use a solder iron and just switch on the cards that get a new card and splice it and switch on it. Mm. And one of my schoolmates then decided that he was going to build a little amplifier so he can plug it, the headphones in it and then plug that in the, the CD player itself to boost the volume. I'm like, that was pretty dope. Other than that, I remember like um, in the semester when I'm having them water wars, filling up bags with water and throwing on each other and signing uniforms and tops and stuff there. I mean, there was one particular semester when um, Miss Edlam was walking around giving, I call it suspension for water war, which to me didn't make any sense because this was like the last days of school. Like what use is it going to be to suspend? <laughs> and I found out like a year below mine, they planned for her, like they got a garbage pan and they filled it with water. And they went on top of, I think it was the first round block and as she was walking around, they turned it over and duck her with it. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Up to this day, I don't think they know who did it. So she just suspended the whole other year group. <laughs> I mean, suspend them. And it's uh, suspended oh. from the school term next year? <laughs> I don't remember if I'm going to school term or she suspended. Yeah, go ahead, Francis. I want to film job. Yeah, I don't remember if it was for the, for the, school, for the school term or she, she, she suspended them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that was quite interesting. I'm like, children having fun. Let them have them fun in the last days of school. What you can't do about it? I thought the teacher didn't know business about them. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> that's some stuff on the tech for, for waiting him. I never hear about that at all. We never, I don't remember we doing that in our time at all, Margaret. First not, didn't you mad? <laughs> That wouldn't even be a thought. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So these were wow. Yeah, I, these were what age group who did this? Um, what age group under the water war? The, the younger, young first farm, second farm, third farm. Which great age group are engaged in that? Are the entire school from third farm right up to the fifth farmers? Oh, the, the sixth farmers are not engaged in that. Older set of students, them okay, I got you. Yeah, man. The older set of students, but the younger one, them, they don't know no better than now, follow. Some of them more rebellious, may partake in it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's just the older set of students doing it because it's for them fun. 
في الامريكو فريدوم سو 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 فرانسيس يو سيد ذات يو سيد ذات يو ور ادجستين هيد سيتس ذات واز ان فيرست فورم ذات واز ان سكند فورم جوين اب تو فيفت فورم اوكي ذاتس امبرسيف ام باي ذا واي فرانسيس Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jelly, go ahead. No, I'm going to ask Francis a question. By the way, when you go to, when you start with Middlebrook, how many farms are there? How many first farms are there? In terms of like six different first farms or five? Um, how many? Six. So all them, all them label them, like from A to, to, to E or, or what? What does the label like? Um, it would be in, I think it would be labeled um, based on the, teacher was in charge of that the teacher's last name like you have um uh, what's first form like what seven w seven a uh seven d with based on the teacher's first letter and last name oh, really? so my own she was walker yeah mine was walker seven w Oh, so I'm gonna try to get rid of the stigma from say a b c d e f or one two three Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I wouldn't have known that at all. That's very interesting in terms of how did that work out in terms of every year then the first farm, when you go to the second farm then, how that work? It, it depends on the teacher to your, your class is named after the teacher? Yeah. Oh, really? Same with second farm. Yeah, man. So in a, in a, in a situation like that, and I just ask me, ask, as I don't know, grades never matter. Yeah. It don't matter what grade you get, or it depends on which class you may go in. Or you wouldn't have known. Well, to my knowledge, grades did matter because coming out of common entrance, I was placed in the right class, 7W. And them call us the nerds. So, but hold on, oh. hold on, Francis. So, I mean, how you know that at the right class? After there's, I know it's a 70 or 71. How you know that at the right That's class? A- Well, when I went, when I came in, they said, oh, the 7W at the right class with all the right students and with the high marks coming in from um, common entrance and stuff there. But then it's like the other classes going on depends on the type of grades. So I realized the more rebellious students were at the, the second to last and the last grade, which was like at the bottom because like the first one block, you know, is like the, the big block, two, mm-hmm. three-story block. And the brightest class was at the top. Um when you go up to the top floor and it was the first class on the top floor and then going down the line is in all other grades. Yeah. So even though, but yeah, yeah I'm curious, Francis, so even though I never have no, 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 no labor for say it was, I would never school does one A, one B and one C. And yeah. it, it kind of obvious way I say in terms of the grades are the student in the I was in a B stream, right? Yeah. And yeah, say them name after the teachers then, the classroom then. But I still know which set of students in brighter than the witch. Yeah, man. We still know. So And then going up to like second form is like you get filtered out based on your grades. Wait a minute. Because um Alright, so if you do good, continue doing good in um first form. You'll be put in a bright class going in second form and so forth going forward further like third form you place in a in a bright class again and 
fourth farm and fifth farm all yeah that's how they normally do it yeah no which is so, which, which kind of makes sense but we just want to know oh no which are the bright class it wasn't like 1a 2a 3a ago is that it only know which class are the bright class um they would tell us because again you know it's based on the, the teacher and stuff and they would definitely tell us which is the bright class going forward um so that's something we wouldn't really have to ask. Who would I tell you? Like the administrator or the teacher that tell you? The teachers would tell us. And in to some extent, uh, like the prefects, like the six farmers who are assigned as prefects, they would tell us too. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about so oh I mean all all that conversation they go. I'm curious. I'm very curious. That's why I'm not digging it, for instance. I completely different that when me and Margaret I got school. You didn't know. Nobody never have to tell you now. Um, How the conversation they go? It is so... Um, to be honest, cannot have to explain how that conversation would have gone. To my understanding, because we just know. We, we know who the bright students were when they placed them in that class. Because after 7W, um, I think it was 8W. I'm not sure. But I definitely remembered where that class, where that bright class was. Because after, when I went into a second time, I went into 8D, which was like a third tier. 8O? So, 8D. Yeah. You know, D for David? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I do not remember that teacher's um, last name. I don't know if it was a D, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, you understand the curiosity with, with that system there? I do. I do. Um, Say now, nah, confuse you. <laughs> I mean, not, I live, not really. Let me tell you one of the things that I have noticed with people in general is that once you are considered a little brighter than the norm, it's like you're treated a little bit different. You're position a little bit different so first form i wouldn't have expected them to know but by second form we could have figured it, figured it out based on how they move people around you understand yeah so yeah. let's say you're in a class right and you know that francis always get 90s in all of his his, his subjects and we got second farm now, and Francis stays in 2W. But somebody who used to get, like, 60s, them send them to 2B or J or whatever letter. You can't figure it out based on that. But first farm, I would have been confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I, why may I, I spend so, a little time yeah. on this? It, it kind of confused me because when I was going to school, Francis... It is different. It was easy mm -hmm. in my mind. Your grade would have put outside of your classroom and you know whether you come first or thirty first in the class. And Margaret that you know to... what? Hold on a second, Jelly. Sorry to interrupt you, Jelly, but you know what? Something just clicked to me. Mm hmm Remember No, I think you had left by then, probably. But in 
think it was third form. Our our streaming was changed to MHSJ. Right, right. I remember that. I remember that, Margaret, right. And from Meadowbrook High School, Jamaica, right? Yeah, Middle College. But people still assume name for the that J. the M. What Meadowbrook, yeah? <laughs> yes. Right. But even remember, those letters are not in chrono- chronological order either, but we could still figure out what was considered yeah, exactly, exactly, the exactly, Margaret. Exactly class. the point. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point I'm making. So it's it's still. I'm saying, yeah, I, try to... I don't know how we figure it out, but I. I... No man, you got no man. You actually, mm-hmm. I just say no. Meadowbrook High School of Jamaica. I did think say the JFA at the time was Jamal. That that was my. That's what I think. I was in five J. So I said to you, I kind of get a feel, sir. It's like you're not in another. Yeah, but I'm a jelly. That's how we never repeat before. <laughs> I know. No. But you're not easy, you know. <laughs> no. The I thought you would have said Joker, but no, Jelly went with Jamal. No. Jamal. No, sir. <laughs> That's still not about Francis. You know what that means? You know what? No. It's Jamal. You didn't know me at all about. Of course, I know what you're talking okay, about. Right. You should have a JIS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's just... I, 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 I'm forgive my Francis because it's a different system completely. That's why I hear me ask so much question about it, and it's like, so was it confusing for you? Are you did us only just know? It, it didn't even matter to us because we never really focused on it too much. We just focus on other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. It never, I got you. Is is them? I try. I don't know. As I said, Margaret, it, it sounds confusing to me, but I go. I went left it there because <laughs> <laughs> I leave that that one is because yeah. I, I think they were trying for I know what them are trying though. I know what them trying to do, but the human nature is a way you are gonna know the difference, Margaret. Look you try. I said people Exactly. They might try to make it look like everybody's the same, but that's that's that we're not working away there. We're all different <laughs> now we have all different skills and we're going right. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. I agree. So, I mean, is that a criticism or nothing, Francis? It just, uh, it's just a way them try to do it to say, make it look like say, all of the students are the same. And the rest of the students know so everybody's not the same. Everybody's not the same. Yeah. Everybody's not the same. So, who are some of the teachers that you remember now, Francis, that teacher at Meadowbrook? Well, as a history teacher, I miss Shoda. Um, Remember her. Uh, let's see who else I remember. Um, Miss Sitol, she taught biology. Yeah, it was a pretty boring class, even though I loved the subject. She, Miss wow. Sitol, was one of my teachers as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Let's see who yeah. else do I remember? Um, can't remember. The, the, there was an art teacher who taught me how to drive. Mr. Osang, Mr. Osang, Mr. Osang. Yes. Mr. Osang. Yes. Yeah, man. We know him to Francis. So once it's a child to drive, we know exactly where I So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's like the best teacher ever, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And, and, well, and, yeah, go ahead. And there is... um. 
there was another female teacher who taught art as well. Um, I think she left before Mr. Hoslang. I don't remember her name. She was pretty cool. Um, and then in woodwork department, um, quite honestly, I don't remember even the guy in woodwork and metalwork. One of them was a dean of discipline at the time, and he was the head of the metalwork department. I think he died recently. I'm not sure, but for the teachers, you guys, the names, yeah, there was Miss Dennis. Um. But that's about it, mm. what I can remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if you can remember, I mean, Francis, yeah, go ahead, finish up, and then ask another question. I mean, I remember the history teacher because that was one subject I really enjoyed. Yeah. Even though she was pretty strict. And there was Spanish, oh, uh, Miss Francis, I think she came from Cuba. Um, yeah. Good, the only thing I remember from Spanish was Como te amo, <laughs> from her class. Everything else has learned online. Yeah, you look a better than me. I don't remember. No, I... <laughs> Maybe the only thing I remember is Uno or what time it is in Aspen. No, we'll to put up water. Yeah. <laughs> Ke Ora S. Not... Ke Ora S. That's the only thing I remember, Francis. Thank you. That means that mean what time it is now? That's what it means? The time is. Okay. I didn't... What time is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you remember good Francis, or if you can remember. Oh, yeah, well, How many students was at Melbourne at the time, if you remember right, if you could have guessed? No idea. Was it more girls than boys? Of course. Ratio of girls to boys is always high. Mm -hmm. Like how much was it, if you remember, at, at, your, at your time? Probably two or three to one girls to one guy. Yeah, it's about the same. About the same when about this. 412 orders as so 3 to 1. So, yeah. So, were you surprised at that? Me? Yeah. No. I just have to say more girls than boys. Oh. <laughs> the ratio is pretty similar coming from primary school. Oh, really? So I wasn't surprised. I don't know, Robin. Yeah. I don't know, Robin. And more girls than boys there. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how that. I mean, no matter I think about it, is you think there's a reason why that is? In the case of Meadowbrook, we are. More girls end up at the school than boys. No, it... Jelly, I <laughs> no, I think it is a is a is a is a good reflection of society because we always have more females than males in in Jamaica. I don't know about the rest of the world, but definitely in Jamaica. I mean, so wait, wait, wait yes, yeah, so more mo women than Jamaica than men. Yeah, I would. I of would course, agree with that. Now, some women killing each other more than women. Women are left about surviving. So naturally, see more guys. And not more just that, you have woman. more girls born. Yeah, man, you have more girls born um, than men, than guys. True. Normally. Yeah. I never. Birth that. rate. There are more females. Yeah. I never. I know mean, that. in my family, I got two sisters. Yeah, man. And I'm the only. I'm, I'm the only son for my mom. Okay, I got you. I got you. I never know. That. And in my family, it's four girls and two boys. It's very rare when you find a family that have more males than females. Mm -hmm. That is true. Mm -hmm. you see, I would Everybody think, want to have a son. Yeah. I would think, say, there was a whole lot more all-boys school than all-girls school. If my memory serves me right. So I could have said we are, even a quiet school, they would have to find more space for the girls then because the girls them needed more space because you had less all-girls school. <laughs> 
You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's all girls' school. I mean, compared to the amount of... I'm not so sure about that. Well, I have to go check that. Go check that out. I'm not so sure about that. No, that, that, yeah, it's a curiosity. I never, I, I wasn't aware of that, Margaret, that day. There's a disproportionate amount. That's not say, There's more females and males in the Jamaican population. I, I wasn't aware of that either. Wasn't aware of that. That is, that's a something way. But, but, so Francis, give me some fun memories you remember about Meadowbrook, apart from the water war. What do you think about you remember Meadowbrook? Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun memories. Um, yeah, Pekka, okay. the three-wheel vehicle, always I sell, like, in the lunches, like, we'd pack up Pekka more than the canteen. Yeah. Because the food was well-cooked and cheaper and tastes good. Yeah, Pekka is an institution. Pekka was there when we did fight for Pekka. Come in at the school and we did it, so. Pekka mm-hmm. was, yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we were, Pekka was originally man, outside in our Francis, outside at the gate. Yeah. yeah man. Okay. And after and we come in. No, after them build a wall at the school. And they want they want to prevent the student from going outside for the Pekka. Before you could just stretch over the fence. There was no wall. You just go at the gate and you buy from Pekka. You go over the fence. Pekka right at the the gate right there. So. And then they build a wall now. And then they want suffer from the Pekka. And then there was a revolt at the school. We are locked down the canteen and all them things. But in the negotiation now, you know, Pekka getting a spot inside of the school, beside the canteen. It's where you come and see him. Yeah, and then after that, he moved around by the ball field. And that's where I remember seeing him now. Because initially when I came in first farm, yeah, he used to be by the canteen. And then third farm going forward, he moved. By the um, the ball field because more, more space there for the students. Like by the canteen, it was like too crowded, and people used to fight and and bungle up to get you to him. And I remember after I decided to say, you know, I'm gonna start by Pekka because it was cheaper. Because first for me, used to go canteen. I mean, never liked the food, and you know? I never cooked good. Sometimes chicken still red. So I'm like, Mm-mm. this does not look too right. So I start by Pekka. Because mm-hmm. like as soon as lunchtime hit, I run go out of the bar field and wait. Because if you reach a late, you know, yeah, good food on. Because like uh, you get curry chicken back and and fried dumpling like a twenty dollar, and I could have hold it till going on time. Yeah, I said by the ball field, for the top field at a crunch. If you buy a fifty dollar, like, nice dog food. I'm on the top ball field, not the bottom on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which part? Are, which part of the top film uh, near the, the house at the school? Or which part them put him? No, I'm near the metalwork department. I used to come near the metalwork department. Oh, okay, I got you near the parking lot at the front. Yes, yes, yes. I know you attack. I know you attack. I try to visualize it. No, not at the front. You know, like you pass the like you pass the parking lot and you go right around on the ball field itself. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I trying to visualize. Yeah. A long time ago, go from it. I trying to visualize it. So yeah. So I didn't even know that. So and move and then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, I went school over. It knew to bring the female vehicle up by the church. Which is what the sound like food farm in the evening, too. Which park. church at? Medical church. We used to go up there. Beside the prep school. Outside. 
Yeah, they had the first school right up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pekka was an institution of the school, man. Them. I think in past recently to, to Francis, uh, yeah, Pekka, he was honored at the school. Because Pekka is a Meadowbrook institution. In the left Yeah, he's I, an icon. Yeah, man. I try and remember, I try and forget the data when Pekka actually started coming to Meadowbrook. I don't get that tied down yet, but I need somebody. It's in a, the late 60s, early 70s, Pekka start. I need that exactly. Like I went back. Long time. Eh? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We go to school in 74 and Pekka was there. Pekka was there. My brother said in 1972. And I think Pekka was there. I'm going to go see Pekka too. There's some time before hmm. that. But I can't, I can't pin on the exact date yet. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what Pekka menu was at the time, then? You know, when the, 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 one of the favorite was Kalalo and Bun. Pekka still has said that. No man, mainly fried chicken and curry chicken. And um yeah, them are the two main stable fry and curry chicken. Oh, curry pe- chicken back. Pick a upgrade to food, cook food. And yeah, man, cook food, yes. And yeah, for, for you'd have to request vegetable the day before you know get when you come. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Margaret, so I get us or something. No man. I- I was just agreeing with you, so take a step up. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, Francis, because when we are going to bun and cheese, cheese and bread and cheese, callaloo and bread, bun and callaloo, mm. fritters, may I give you the menu with them as I remember them? You see what I said to you? And Margaret, do you remember yeah. any of that? You used to buy from Pekka, our girls, as you said, never buy from Pekka. No, oh, man, girls used to buy. But I never used to buy from Pekka. And I'm used to have Sky Juice. Yeah, Sky Juice is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then after yeah. that, it's like the main thing you used to sell a Pep Up when Pep Up just hit the market. And Pep Up, Pep Up, our friends, never heard a name there before. It's a community box juice. And like I had the big Joe box juice, the Pep Up is a small version to that. Oh, so Mr. Top sells Sky Juice? No, I'm just have Sky Juice the same way. But then you have Pep Up. And that used to sell crazy, kind of ten dollars for pepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sports day that used to sell off. Yeah, sell like hot cake. Yeah, yeah. So I pick up one used to sell it, and they get help by that time. Like, like when we expand to the cook food, you know. You have anybody help him? No man, you never nobody help him. Pick up, same one. Pick up. <laughs> Yo, Margaret, pick up skillful artist. That's all I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Take an upgrade. I will leave our work that enough. Will leave our work him come in. Mm-hmm. And we still have the three wheel card, Francis, are that did upgrade after a while. I still have the tuk tuk. Yo, that's something else. Like, I think the last time. Eh? I remember, yeah, probably painted it. I Last time I remember, I remember they painted it with Meadowbrook colors. I'm not sure, but that's a tough thing. I should remember with the crest and all them thing there. Yeah, that was a nice image. Oh yeah. my god, I wish I could see that, right? Yeah, if you get a picture of that, you know, Francis, and that's a your field, sir. <laughs> so I never have a picture of that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I didn't have a camera them days. Right, right. right. No, no, because camera, I don't like no camera, I never have a cell phone and everything and all of them. So yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. talk like about yeah, that. We're but... putting it out there, and if anybody, anybody have a 
a picture of, of Pekka Tok Tok, as them call it, with the Meadowbrook crest on the colours, we would love to see it. Please post it somewhere and tag MHS. Yeah, man, we are love to see that tomorrow. Or Meadowbrook, or whoever you know from Meadowbrook. <coughs> I would have loved to see that too. Pekka. So, 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 Francis, let me ask you a question. What the most embarrassing moment you can remember? I look back from, I go to America, I look back from with a smile. Most embarrassing moment? Mm. Why, well, you know, so them moments are black out of my head still. <laughs> embarrassing for a reason. <laughs> oh, you black, you black them out. Okay, I hear you. Embarrassing for a reason. <laughs> black them out of my head. Don't want to remember. <laughs> That's why I say, with a smile, with a smile, Francis. <laughs> if you black it out, there's no smile to them at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what was sports there like in your time, Francis? Was it competitive? Was it crowded? Lowly past school? What was, describe sports there for us. Sports day in my time? Mm-hmm. Was, well, what I remember... I would go, um, stay with crowd. I wouldn't really, didn't really business about the, the activities that were going on in sports day because I didn't really participate in it. I just came for the food to chill with my friends and just back and forth and chilling. It wasn't really to go and cheer for anybody. It was basically a gathering to just de-stress and have fun and then just head home. Mm-hmm. So was it crowded? Was it all about people from other... Can I ask... Yeah, go ahead, Margaret. Sorry. Okay. So what I am finding, essentially, what I'm noticing is that it's like the connectivity watered down a lot with um, progressive generations. I'm not sure if it's because of technology or whatever the reason, but I find it so weird that we, at, at our age, people in our 50s and 60s and 40s are so connected still. And the the, 20, the 2000s, not so much. Not so much. It's very, they, they might have a little small group, but not on the same level. Not the same level of connectivity. But that is just my experience. I don't know. Otherwise, but from what I have seen so far, it's it feels very different. Even sports day, remember how competitive we were, Jelly? Yeah, that's why I asked Francis about it. That's why I asked my question now. Yeah. Sports have a way for it, man. And even so even I had sports in activity at Melbourne at the time, Francis. It wasn't a big thing then. Like money oh, come not for me, not for my it wasn't really much of a big thing for me and my friends because we just went to chill and to just connect. Um, yeah, we probably one or two things, but the competitiveness was iced for them. When they had all the points and stuff for the houses and everything there to say, oh, the top of oh, Rathney or Ward or this and that. Yeah, that was our competitiveness. But sports day, Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so what's turned out to you? Oh, so, so, Jelly, it looks like the art. Yeah, go ahead, Margaret. 
it looks like the, it, it looks like the art took over instead of the sports. Because remember, right, Miss, Miss, Mrs. Law. What's her name? Hyacinth. Remember, she was <laughs> talking. No, Hyacinth was talking about the I step for the other day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. yeah, and it was mostly about art, like drama and point whatever. Else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. got yeah. Okay. 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 Sports was almost like it, it put in at the background for mm-hmm. the back burner for certain things. So yeah. And that might explain why the vibes mm-hmm. kinda different. Okay. That might explain why the, the vibes kinda yeah. more low key. Yeah. Cause this was before internet and it right. didn't come in, you know, because internet we never have internet until the turn of the century, which is when Francis I leave school. So you can't we can't in, blame right. in, internet for Francis time at all. It was just a different thing completely. Boy, I wish I had YouTube back in my time. I'd excel so much in my subjects then. <laughs> but we never have nothing, Francis. Yeah, talk about YouTube. We never have nothing. We worse. We... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, back in them time, then, I wish I had an Encyclopedia Britannica. I see it and I'm like, yeah, I want that. And, and then after a while, I'm like, I got N Carter, which is, you know, the, um, the, the disc with all the stuff like that. We call that Francis, sorry. Was... I didn't know. We call that. N. Carter, a digital encyclopedia. You'd get it on discs. You just drop it in the computer and it's like, just like the Encyclopedia Britannica, where you have A to Z and this and that. You have the N. Carter with the various discs that have the various um, parts you go into. But after a while, I just went straight to tell me why. To learn a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was, okay. that was yeah. like, <clears throat> I never know about that. So you have access then, but you have to have a computer and you just put this in. Yeah, man. Entire digital encyclopedia. And then some of my friends, um, they would know how to get the pirated version. Okay, you have to buy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Them days, everything basically free. If you want to find the information, it is there for you to get it. Anything you want. So, let me ask you something. No, actually, no. Yeah, go Them ahead. days, you actually spend more money to get the information. Me, um, it wasn't today. all that free. No, them days when I was coming up, like 2000s, you had to spend more money on information. Yeah, man, that's how I agree with you. I agree with you, Francis. <laughs> Not about today, compared to today, to even your time, um, our time before. Oh, yeah. No man, information we had to pay a whole heap. The library never have all the information that we need. And it was tougher for we in terms of access to information. It was not easy for you yeah. because the, most of the information wasn't online like it is now. We can't get anything we want at the click of phone and you search and look. That's true. So but but, but the question more actually then, right? With all the access information now, you think say education or learning should be easier than it was in a year time or even our time? Well, there's more distractions this in our this time than our time. Well, our time we had less distractions compared to now. So you have to focus more. So we yeah, we really because... have we have more information, but it comes with a cost with more distraction. Yeah, because I mean, you got TikTok, Snapchat, oh. in all the other stuff that would grabs your attention. Mm. Like the latest thing, YouTube and Snapchat has, and Instagram is Reels, which is like like two minute, one minute videos, and they are addictive. Yeah, man. If you if you if if you're not focused, 
in what you want to do. You find yourself spending the whole night watching these reels and don't get not a speck of it. Doing. That is so true. And them know where you want to watch, though. Um, no, yeah, God. You know, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Margaret. You know what? Well, thank you for that, Francis. Because I I knew that was the case, but to verbalize it like that makes so much sense because I have grandchildren who are in school and they're very bright. But there's one that sometimes doesn't do too well. And when you think about it, that's exactly what it is, the distractions. Because even me as an adult, going online, going to Google something, and a little pop-up come up with something attractive. And the next thing you know, I'm in down that rabbit hole and gone all over the place. So to think about young children, Dealing with this kind of stuff. It's it's difficult. I didn't even think about it like that before. So thank you for that. You just give me some clarity. Yeah, man. And they, yeah. they push out information to you. You didn't realize. It's like a drug that I'm feeding. You know? Yeah, because this thing with Google, you know. Yeah, man, you're you right. particular item, like you want to look for watches, it uses um, an ad search tool that picks up particular keywords. So you type in watch or you type in a brand for the watch and you find yourself, you're bombarded with these ads for that. And you go on Facebook or YouTube or stuff like that. The one thing that you search for. Yeah. So what I realized is that you have certain search engines that you can use that block this because Google uses AdSense to make money, you know, to generate income. Um, it's basically a, a seller says, I want to promote this item, but I don't know the source to reach. So Google says, all right. We just put in a particular keyword that pulls them to your channel and we handle everything else from there. But there are certain sites like you have DuckDuckGo, you have Proton Browser, um, you even have Opera Browser that blocks all of these. So if you want to just do one focus search, you can do that without worrying. You'll be bombarded with all these ads and push notifications, say, hey, check this out, check that out. It can be more focused. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it can fix, you know, but it's gotta take somebody or people must protect. In my mind, they must sell our information to the, to the companies them. And we now get the money for it. You know? them know them for yeah, but Jelly. Yeah. But guess what? We get something for it. What will I get? We get information. So it's a it's a trader. We get the information. It's a trade-off. The information is not free. We pay for for the, the information and with the ads that they sell to other people. It's not free. It looks like it's free on the surface, but it's not. No, it's not free. It, I know it's not free, Margaret. But you say my, my No man. Not at all. My solution to it, me, I think, you know, is like the information because them actually have all them know what we like and don't like, you know, and I'm selling that information without your permission, without your permission, Margaret. And me, I say, as it, it needs to be put in place where we own our information. And if a man want to sell nothing to you, it's almost like when I'm Yeah, like, but if. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, but if if that happens, Jelly, they're going to start charging for us to use that, <coughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like Google, if if the situation come about where we actually own our information yeah. and we have to give because them them do one like a fake thing about you have under the, the small print where you actually give permission to use the information. But that is some kind of trickery as well. But what I'm saying is if it come to if what you want to say you own it and you can sell it to somebody or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something I think about it, man. The mother start tighten up tighten up their information that they're giving. They're not gonna just give them information for free for nothing at all. Well, I just said it now. So now that oh, we can just jump on and Google and search something quick. If they don't, if they can't sell our information, you don't think we're gonna get that information? We're not gonna give that kind of access. No man, we're not get that kind of access. That's the trade-off. They make money, but they give you free information. Yeah, go ahead, Francis. And I'm saying free in quotation marks. Right. True, but with the advance in AI, everything will change. I mean, yeah, you can get this, you can get that. Um, if it's a sand, uh, if it's a state where it's okay when you get control of the information, they'll figure out another way to make money off of that. Okay, so you want to control the information? No problem. Pay us a fee, and nobody else but you will access it. Simple as that. Right. right. Right, right. That's that's that's. I mean, it it I get to that, you know, because it it and it it quicker than we're thinking, you know, because AI is here, you know, whether we believe it or not, you know, and a thousand new AI being created every month. There's not like the one where you see them advertise the chap GTP yeah. or whatever. Chat GTP. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, every day. That, yeah. And the AI have to replace a whole heap of things unless we we, we get focused, and it's hard. It is very difficult because you didn't realize you know, manipulating and distract you with certain things, with information. And we are adults, much less your children and your grandchildren, and Margaret. All the mother know. You see what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. The AI, the AI going to make it more challenging. Like whenever technology will come out, there's an opportunity, but stuff got changed in terms of how. And I don't know the changing is going to turn out. I don't know. Yeah. We know the you already have confidence. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I say you already have companies that give you services if you want to have your information completely wiped off the net. Companies offer that service for you. They'll give you like a trial period and yeah. they'll wipe it. Yeah. But if you want anybody else, like your family member and stuff like that, or if you want to go further, like on the dark web, hey, give us a fee. Yeah. All them stuff there. Yeah. The so th- these companies are really in existence. At the third ahead. People are clean up them, them yeah. I see it. So when you talk about Melabrook um um Francis, did they have fet we used to have a whole heap of fet at Melabrook. Or barbecue. Yeah. What 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 was that like? Yeah. We used to have a barbecue. I mean first one I went to, I found out Red Rat was a former Meadowbrook student. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Meadowbrook barbecue and anything there, and he used to prom- and he started promoting it. Like, yeah, man, me ahead there. Went to that fet, and uh, one of my sister's classmates, and she was like a year below me or two years below me. Well, your sister went to Meadowbrook as well. 
Yeah, man, I've a sister who went to Meadowbrook too. Oh, after you? Yeah, man, after me. Okay, okay, continue, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and then that friend of my sister is like, she went on, it's like, she and two other girls as the perform on stage, they, they sang a Destiny's Child. I think it was Bugaboo, one of that, but it was like a lip sync, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. it was really good because they, they performed it very good and the crowd loved it. I'm like, this was pretty dope, yo. Are we are we um, are we are the fetal Francis at the school? At the school, top ball field. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, so they put yeah, a man. stage on the ball field. Oh, that's the setup. Yeah, man, them them put a stage um near the end. Um, how should I describe right now? Alright, so it's the bottom going on to the right near the manga tree. Um, the stage was set up near that side, near that wall. Oh, towards the back where the road run beside the school. Yeah. Springburn Avenue. Towards yeah. that side there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. And of course, with the with the with the fet and stuff, you have the vendors them outside selling all kind of stuff. You mean outside of the wall? Outside of the wall. Yeah. They buy a juice and is them as cigarettes I sell and like I discovered a lot of students smoked that day, which I see that night. Yeah. I'm like, pretty interesting. Yeah. I what farm you yeah. were in at the time, the first that you got to? I had a second or third farm. Okay. 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 How, how, yeah. how, what was that experience like? Fetching them days, what was that experience like? It was pretty decent. I mean, I went and I met up with my friend. And we just chilled and... We met up with a couple other girls and we just prayed and see who came in, who came in with who, um, what the performances was like. Um, we get with food and we sit down. And then after I was over, mom come and pick me up. So I think I went, did I go with my sister? No, I don't remember if my sister came. I know I definitely went. It was a nice experience. Yeah, I, I would sing around the place sometime there. I'd have them, Francis. Maybe get an idea of the era where I thought. Which song was popular? If you remember. You know the song by Reed Ring? That girl, that girl, Shelleyan. Go on like she bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Margaret, remember that song there? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, listen, let me tell you something. A couple of years ago, the alumni association down there that from that same era with Red Rat from in early 2000s. Red Rat was one of the performers. He came and he performed and my little granddaughter fell in love with Red Rat and the song. Never hear that in our life, you know. You want to hear her sing it now. Yeah, I am missing <laughs> that song there. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah. 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 I remember because <laughs> I know the atheism was school, Margaret. Later, little later after we leave. No, man. No, not the 80s, man. 90s, 90s I think. Early 90s. Yeah, I think in the 90s. You never got to go see Francis? Yeah. No, man. I never got to go see him. I didn't even know him. I didn't even know he went to Meadowbrook. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were at I mean, he sang it. He made mention of it, mention of it in one of his songs. Mention of uh, Meadowbrook? <laughs> of Meadowbrook, yeah. 
Oh, really? In one of his songs. I never even know that. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't remember the name of the song, but it's like, one of the lyrics I is like, I didn't know that. Meadowbrook, I be a pretty girl, you're going to look priory. The girl that look good, you see, campion. All of... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I never knew that. <laughs> I was aware I'm going to meet a book though. I was aware I'd say I'm going to meet a book at the time. The draft of me leave in 1990. So, yeah. I think somebody come on and said I'm related to him on the podcast at Margaret. I don't remember who. Or them know him. I can't remember who. Okay. I don't remember. I'd have to listen. I'd have to listen. If it come back to me, I will make it. I'm going to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the fact them was a good thing then, Francis, in terms of like... You think that is a good thing, the school, when you fit them put on? Or it make you feel like you got to fit them? A nice vibes? Yeah, it was a good vibes. It was a good vibes. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. But them are good vibes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You know. When you transition, when did you, when you leave Meadowbrook in 2000, you had any idea what yeah. you wanted to do with your life when you left Meadowbrook? Did Meadowbrook prepare you for life? Let me put it that way there. Nope. Didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And funny enough, when I was at Meadowbrook, I was in the photography club. Okay. Didn't have a camera. But the head of the club was, um, she was a geography, she had the geography department, also my geography teacher, whose name I can't remember right now, but... Went on every geofield trip I could get my I could get to go on. And those days I really wish I had a camera. A yeah. good working camera. Yeah. As my mama gave me a Kodak camera that used the 110 film. And couldn't do anything with that. But I still have it to this day though. Yeah. In mint condition. <laughs> and, and as you talk about that, Francis, were there yearbooks? Did Meadowbrook produce yearbook anytime you were there? Like a school yearbook? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, I have the yearbook for when I left. I still have it. Oh, really? Oh, you uh-huh. do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to you need to scan it if you can. I Francis, send, I send it to me, and Margaret. <laughs> yes, because we we'll put together a collection. <laughs> That's of all right. Of, all of the yearbook. Then we we'll try have them in a one place. So Margaret have most of them. All one of me have, and she have more. So yeah. So just the one year you have, Francis. And just one year, I get my hands on. Oh, and if you know anybody in a year, year when you hear this, when your conversation comes, they can't tell your friends. If, if you get access to any other yearbook while you're there, let them, let them, say you can scan it or get it to us digitally. Um, That's what I can do. Probably just take pictures and send it to your WhatsApp so you can cover it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an app where you can just, uh, most of them up upon my phone, I take it. Just take it and. Um, yeah. I'll see a bit on the Probably can scan it on the pixel. I saw my candle, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's my candle. Yeah, man, it's better than what that, that would have no access to it at all. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> until we can get yeah. access to it. Certainly, no, no. I just use my scanner on my phone this morning and, and redo the 86 book because the one that we have have a lot of cause, because you use the camera and take the pictures, so yeah. might have some uh glare. I just read it this morning. It's so sanitary, Jenny. How did you put your computer? Waiting until I get the other three. And I did one. Up on my phone. Up on your phone. I have okay. a scanner up on my phone. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. And the iPhones come with a built-in scanner. 
Oh, say it to me. It's supposed to look better than what me, but me to take a picture of me I take in terms of say. Yeah, send it to me, Margaret. As soon as you done it, man, me see it. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, yes, yeah, so, so Francis, you were you didn't even know say so you have a passion for photography while you were at school. Yeah, actually, I always love photography. Well. My mom, she told me she used to do photography, and so she gave me the camera. And like I took up a practice okay. shot with that film, the film was never developed. I would just re-roll the film and take pictures over it, so you know, so that got corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, you just take the picture and just okay. crank it back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like I go and just chick chick and just click press the trigger. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And then I remember I bought when I look at disposable cameras up by a discount center. It's like the worst, smallest camera that uses a one ten millimeter film. I'm like, cool. It was just like a toy for me. Never really developed that either. But it it was interesting is that you fold it right out and you put the 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 film canister on it. Mm-hmm. And when you finish you fold the camera back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, where where you left Meadowbrook? Where you went to? You went to? You say you went to the which school? You went to after you left Meadowbrook when you graduated. Well, when I graduated in Meadowbrook, I went to pre-UE to get a couple of subjects. Went to where? Maths, you know, pre-UE, pre-university, Taylor okay. Hall. Yeah. Oh, that go. So, where, where is that? I mean, I never heard that term there before. Which part? Which part? That is key part. It's on UA campus, Taylor Hall. Oh, them call right. it pre-UA. I never mean, know about that at all. Yeah, my pre-university, Taylor Hall. You can go back and get the subjects. So I went and I did biology with a GSEC, GCE. Um, principles of business, accounting, and maths. Well, and let- I got biology and principles of business. So you have to pay for that out of your own pocket, Francis. Ah, mom and dad mm-hmm. help me. Yeah, man, that's yeah. what I mean. You are your parents of a PFE. That's what I mean, yeah. Not necessarily you would, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then after that, I went to Maths Unlimited and I got English. And that's something and similar to pre UA? Uh, yeah, that's another institution. You can go and six subjects. Matter of fact, Maths Unlimited had a six form if you're Finish high school, you just wanted to go six form and focus on other subjects, you could go there. Oh, very interesting. Never know all them things available. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And during Maths Unlimited, that's where so I got Francis. my first. Yeah? Okay. All right. So no, during Maths Unlimited, where I got my first smartphone. Yeah, my first Windows phone, actually, it was a Motorola <laughs> MPX220. And the camera on that was. At the time, 1.3 megapixels. It was amazing. But unfortunately, I lost the pictures taken on that phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Margaret, it sounds like you had a question for Francis. I do. Um, Go ahead. So, Francis, how did you end up at Edna? Edna? All right. You heard my Francis? Uh-huh. 
And, and for the record, so, you're talking about Edna Mann, the School of Arts, Margaret. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. School of the Visual Correct, and yeah. Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. All right, so before Edna, I went to UTEC to do business because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So mom said, hey, you went to business. All right. Went and did. Spent like three years. Uh, took leave of absence because my two other sisters were in college at the time. Both of them were at Edna Manley. Um, this was in 2009, 2010. And when I took my leave of absence and I came back, they said, oh, because I took too long, like three years, I needed to start back the course from scratch. Um, before UTEC, I went to Case. I spent one year there, College of Agriculture, Science and Education. I realized that was not for me because everything they were teaching me, I already knew. And to me, it didn't make any sense. So first Case, UTEC, and then my mom realized that I was very, art- I am very artistic because I always use feathers to make jewelry. See, my dad used to wear birds, peacocks, pheasants, guinea chicks, geese, ducks. And I used to go and collect the feathers and clean them. And I used to just create jewelry with it, but, um, earrings, pendants, um, fascinators, um, all kind of stuff like that. I used to give them as gifts to my friends. Yeah, a lot of female friends still do. So I realized instead of buying them gifts for birthdays and Christmas, it'd be better for me to make these gifts. Something that they love and appreciate and much easier on the pocket. Mm. So mm. after that, mom said, you're artistic. I was saying you're Edna Manley. So you can expone on your jewelry making skill. I'm like, cool. So to me, I think it was full circle because at Meadowbrook, I used to go on the field trips to Edna Manley, um, even though I didn't do art after um, first form. I was still interested in the field trips. And I was fascinated by what I saw there with the paintings especially. But I'm not a painter, but I love the vibrant colors that they use. And this is um, mm. partly how photography became more appealing to me. Um, and jewelry as well, because with the feathers now, um, I could use the natural colors produced in nature and make certain combinations, um, the, the tensile strengths and the flexibility of the feathers. I could flex and bend them without breaking them, figure out how to, to cut and shape them. As I love knives. I, used to, I still collect knives. I used to use the blades and just curve it to give them a nice little twirl or just cut the feathers, split them in the middle, come all the way down, which is kind of tricky because you need a steady hand and a razor sharp blade to do that. And then I used to like get two different feathers, um, like a peacock feather and like a duck or geese feather, but pretty similar in comparison and split them in half and then join two different feathers together and use that to make other creations, which was pretty cool. So it looked like one feather with two different sides, which was awesome. And when I started Edna, my sister, she was like working at the time because she had graduated after. She was working in admin 
she's now a lecturer there. She and, lectures and in And that's sister went to Meadowbrook, Francis? Yeah, that's my sister went to Meadowbrook. Call her name, man. What's her name? Katrina. Katrina Coombs. Katrina Coombs, okay. And that's the one sister you went to yeah. Meadowbrook with you? Yeah, the other one went to Queens, but she also went to Edmund and she did music there. Okay, all right, continue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I started um, Edmund it's like I'm just playing it in a foundation, you know? You got to do everything. You got to drain. Um, you're going to rotate in all the various departments, but you're going to choose like three different departments to rotate, you know? So you can focus on your own. So my rotation included photography, ceramics, and jewelry. And I ended up, I love photography. Still have some of the pictures I took in that um, rotation. Ceramics was pretty interesting. Um, super sad was my lecture. Very talented guy. Um, and then in jewelry, um, don't remember the name of the jewelry teacher who taught me, Carol, don't remember her last name. But after that rotation, I just focused on the jewelry. But even though I focused on the jewelry, I still went to go to ceramics sometime. I did a elective in ceramics, which was pretty cool, which made me realize like, nah, I'm going to stick to jewelry because ceramics is a bit more tricky working with the clay. Taught me that you can't mix wet and dry clay together. You're going to get crappy results. Um, so after that, I was in between jewelry, printmaking, and the photography. I used to liaison with um, Miss Zaka. She was the head of the photography department at the time. Um, I used to get her opinions on the pictures that I took because I was always taking pictures with my phones. She's always giving me tips and tricks and always approving of my work which gave me a lot of encouragement and she has a photography club um that meets up i think every first tuesday each month but yeah edna manley was a journey it, it, it was it was a really cool journey francis i listened to you, you know carefully because um I, francis I, yeah go ahead margaret before yeah. I, I have a challenge for francis but go ahead margaret no you go first jelly because this is my challenge to you margaret okay sorry this is my challenge to you francis francis yeah you go first margaret uh -huh. and then i go you go first <laughs> all right so listening to you i i feel an affinity with you because I didn't realize how creative I actually am. I always knew I could write. And I, <clears throat> you know, dabbled around with the writing until I got a job where I was actually a writer. But I find that I love the same things that you love, the vibrant colors. The I started making jewelry a couple of years ago with beads. like, And it had to be very vibrant beads not just the the the, the um clear ones but the glass beads and the semi-precious stones and that kind of stuff i started making bracelets and necklaces and earrings but i didn't do it on a large scale so i was only giving it to friends just like how you started and 
taking the picture started by me walking and noticing some tiny wildflowers and just um, enlarging them and taking pictures as well. But what I am thinking now, you went on this long journey, education-wise, to finally find your place, right? Yeah. Do you think um, that was missed while you were in high school? It is something that was missed by the art department. I think it's not only by the art department, but the educators on a whole. Because in high school, one thing I used to do besides art, I was an entrepreneur. A couple of my friends, they would go overseas in the summer and they'd come back with trading cards, X-Men, and later when Pokemon started to become popular, Pokemon trading cards, they would give me the extra cards mm -hmm. and I'd go on and sell them, make a profit. So we'd agree on a price, say, I sell this card, um, you get $40 and I take whatever else, no problem. Sometimes I sell a card for $100. Um, that entrepreneurial mentality I took that with Edna, because I realized that art materials are expensive, hard to come by, and the students don't know where to get them. Being the explorative person mm -hmm. I am, I always wanted to find stuff cheaper, and I go to the source. So I said, hmm. My parents helped me pay for the tuition. Kind of hard to give me lunch money and stuff like that. Started out selling paper. This is the cheapest thing I could get. Cartridge paper, that is. And then eventually it began to expand mm -hmm. all kind of art materials because I figured out what to get, where to get, how to get it and sell it cheaper and still make a profit than the competition. Turns out Stationary stores sell art supplies too at a fraction of the price than actual art stores. Like screener supplies, you go there with four grand, God bless what you come out with. Mm -hmm. You go to Kingston Bookshop with four grand, you come out with a trailer of stuff depending on what you want. So I would use that and trust me, that saw me through Edna. It almost got in my way of my studies until I had to delegate some of the items to couple <laughs> of the students, had them sell stuff for me and give them a cut out of it. Me. So in regards to your question it, with uh, Meadowbrook, uh -huh. they, at the time, mm -hmm. they could have looked on other ways to see what were the strengths and the weaknesses of the students and have them expound on the strengths mm -hmm. and at the same time work on those weaknesses because all gotcha. they did was they just fling the subject matter at you and if you don't understand it you need to go in a remedial class mm -hmm. or pay extra money to come for extra lessons and this that or the other and that is so not like, a problem alone francis that is our school right. our school that thing. yeah right I mean, Right. One thing with, and let me tell you why I asked that question, Francis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Francis. I say one thing I like with my photography teacher, Ms. Zaka, is that when you do something in our class, she look on you and like, so what made you decide to do this? What got your interest into doing mm -hmm. that? 
she don't say, don't do this, do that. She's trying to find out what made you want to do this and trying to figure out, okay, so what if what what would be the results if you did that instead? You know, give you options to try and get you to learn. Right. Which I find is a really good approach. Mm-hmm. And I said about you in the student, I said, don't do this, find out what made them go and do that. And try to sit down with them and explore other routes that would work with them to get the results that is needed. It's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I went to visit Edna Manley the other day. Two more questions, Jelly, and then I'm done. No, no, no. I went because to visit I want to finish Edna Manley the other day. And when I walk... But go ahead. All right. They say when I walked into the visual um, arts department and I went up to where they did the clothing, where they made uh, material and that kind of stuff. And I saw the girls painting and all of that kind of stuff. And when I walked into that department, I felt Mm -hmm. a sense of excitement and peace simultaneously, like your home. And something happened in my head. I'm like, oh my God, this is where I should have been. Mm-hmm. All this college and doing business classes and doing master's degree and all that was ridiculous. This is what I should have been doing. Textiles. But nobody was there to guide me there. And I didn't know. Not just textiles, but photography mainly and painting. Yeah. I have never painted in my life. But it is something that has drawn me. Do you know what I'm saying? So at yeah. this age is when it's clicking to me that art is where I should have been. Not doing all those business stuff. But I have another question for you. How did your sister get there? Because she got there before you, right? Yeah, she was more focused in art. Um, coming out of Meadowbrook. Um, she did it. I think she did it in six. I'm not sure. But she went into Edna Manley at the same time I was at UTEC, which was in 2009, 2010. Um, and she did painting, drawing. So she left Meadowbrook and went straight to Edna Manley? No, I think she took a year off and then she went to Edna. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she found her way really quick. Okay, nice. Okay, go ahead, Jelly. Go with your challenge. No, my challenge is, I can make a comment before my challenge. Because to understand, you don't think the teacher miss the record or them never see no talent a certain way. But look for me, I run off my mouth now for over 18 months. And <laughs> <laughs> when people hear me attack, they must say, Jelly, you go to school for that. I say, no, I just, I just talk me attack. It's me as a Margaret, and um, me did just start this out of nothing, Francis. Margaret, no, yeah. everybody know. Out of me, just yeah. like you, Francis. I said, my God, just come talk to my friend, and I chat. And that different way, as you see, that different way me do the conversation. That's why I don't call it interview or a podcast. I'm mean, just make it flow. Right? So it's not, it's not so the school miss it, you know. Sometimes you yourself miss it, and the time and the technology not available for, say, the opportunity where you, can do, where you can do certain things. That's right. See me, I said to your Francis, and um, mm-hmm. most of the pictures, them were, all of the pictures, them will come out here now. Since Miss Sad put pictures of people, and Margaret, me send them to 
and Margaret fix them up for me and do them. Because I mean, I, 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 I take the whole day for do it. That was not my will set. My will set, I write for me and I do I go put all the talent to me now for talk. And when me are interesting thing, me I say, hold on. And this is the challenge to the two of them. And Margaret, you had a conversation before, France, but you never hear it. But you go to Meadowbrook, and you never hear the history of Meadowbrook. You know, I'm not a red rat used to go to school. A red rat far more popular than me. Right? So me, you wouldn't have known my name at all until I started running out of my mouth about my cricket team and my sports team. Right? This is the challenge yeah. to the two of them. We talked about this before. And you have an entrepreneurial mind, and I want your market coordinators and put it together. That challenge too, no? I want put up a I want oh we could have set up a Meadowbrook wall of fame, a digital wall of fame. A Meadowbrook. Right at the front where them that the fight where they had the school. I want the assembly hall. Where <clears throat> all of the great achievement in my Meadowbrook for the past sixty five years is on that wall of fame. A wall of fame. And it continually rotates. So students are walking can stop and say a particular history in Meadowbrook. Well, you never know about at all, Francis, because you go there and there's no history at all at the school. It's me I said to you, more use your creative mind, you know. That's true. You're the talent, me give you. Oh, put it, to, think about it. And where is it a castle, though? And then, and then we could try to put it, we could try to put it together. Because I think we need a digital wall of fame at the school. Right where the fight was there that day, that famous non-fight, my name not bring it up. And then they asked him, that when a student walk in at the school, it's a glow. And him stop and him look so right. I never know somebody about that. Him going to the assembly hall for assembly. I don't know him keeping the assembly hall still. It can be one, you know, but I, I just have visualized. What I tell them my vision? Just have visualized two Francis and Margaret. And it, it constantly a circle. So there's, good idea. there's no limit as them. Margaret posts one of them this morning. I look on Instagram page when he sent it to me. I'm right. I was blown away by the quality of the pictures that I take. You see, I said to you, so I know, say, you have a. And you talk about. What you say? You, you talk about really talk about the feathers them for the bird. Them. Where, where you get the bird feather them from? Where you get them from? My dad used to keep birds and I used to help him look after them. Oh, so keep... when they shed the feathers. Yeah, when he shed the feathers, I just collect them and clean them up. Oh, so he was keeping birds just for that alone? No, when he was growing up, he was... No, man, he was... A... Look after birds. Bird, no, no, right, okay. So, okay, not like, yeah, keep the bird just for that commercial thing. It's like I say, that was a byproduct then. Just love birds. Yeah, it's a byproduct. Yeah, because yeah, the so... feathers, they used to get discarded and thrown away and clean up on them. Like, but these are pretty. I must can't find use for them. Yeah, man, I love your I'm mind. Coming out of that. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming out of that, I found out how to do that. You have any pictures? See what I talk about. You hear that, Jelly? I hear you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any pictures of them drilling their friends? Let me tell you something fascinating, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love my mind work, I yeah, think, man. man. I love my mind work, man. Uh, Trust me. Yeah, man, I have pictures it's saved so... on my Google Drive, so I can send to um, Margaret and I can send to you yeah, man. some of our early works. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That loves to them. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw the yeah. conversation in the of Francis. When you come here, so you know what we're talking about. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> exactly. Listen to me. Francis, it does make me really happy. I'm not going to lie to you. 
just listening to your story has made me very happy this morning. I'm going to put it in my joy journal. I have a joy journal. All right. Angela, in regards to that, I write what? three things that made me happy. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Francis. Um, in regards to that digital wall, um, it's in your bayard, Francis. Me, me just love talk, but anytime I talk and I think, I may think about it, I say, well, I'm, but I'm only can't make half of that or food can't eat if you do it that way, then that way, then. Your mind sound the same way. Yeah. Your mind sound the same. It's <laughs> yeah, the thing with me, you know, it's not to put pen and paper because when I was in um, doing jewelry design, yeah. I wanted me to draw the design and then make the piece. Mm-hmm. But my work, my mind worked the other way around. They make the piece and then do the design after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my work, I'm like, I will look at something, you know, and then I will try to um, reverse engineer it, how it's work. Mm-hmm. Because up to this day, I still fix headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, she came to me with her Bluetooth headphones and the arm was broken. And I had a couple of spare headphones about the place. So I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and start my operation. So I basically transferred the, 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 the electronic section, the battery, everything from that to the other one that has a very good arm. And then I changed the speakers to put in better sounding speakers. And I mean, if I had access to like the programs and stuff, I could have tweaked the software on it much better to, to give the audio feedback, but I did what I could and she loved it. It's, it looks, it looks better than it was before. It didn't even look like it's a Frankenstein headphones and it's much stronger. She don't have to worry about it breaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Creative mind well. that way. Yeah. So, like, I fix stuff. Anything that I, um, another thing I used to do, which I'm going to go back into, is uh, bottle art. That is, I would get a, a bottle, like, say, a rum bottle or one of big wine bottles, and I'd cut it. And I'd get, like, other smaller bottles, and I'd put inside, and then I'd use a UV resin to seal the glass. Just kind of like glass welding. And when it's sealed, you won't even know that it was cut. You just see the bottle inside and wonder how that got in there. Mm-hmm. And a project that I had undertaken that I did not get to complete, I got electric conductive paint, which is basically paint that conducts electricity, but you know, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to make glass as well. And instead of like having the wires exposed and being messy, um, I get the bottle put my design or whatever inside of it and then get my lamp fixtures and stuff and then use a paint and connect it from where the plug is to plug into the wall, you know, connect it on the bottle and right up to the fixture itself. So it's like, you see the light, you see the light up, but you don't know where the wires are. You wonder how that is done. So it's like, that's pretty cool. And I found out that later on you have um, electric conductive which is like what the phones used to wirelessly charge. So I'm like, hmm, that's another way to transfer electricity. Gives them a mind-blowing experience. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. So, when you learn, no, so like I something you learn, Francis, is something like you were born with in terms of that's the mind we have. Because it's like, so listen to you. Mm-hmm. It's not something you pick up in a school. 
No, um, actually, the way my mind thinks, I'm always willing to learn stuff. When I was at Edna um, in second year, we had a course called 2D, 3D, which is where um, they try to open your mind and build in um, conversion stuff from like two dimensions to three dimensions. So it starts with a drawing and then you get like a cutter working with colors, like three basic colors. I worked with triangles and um, you go ahead and you try to match them in a certain pattern on the paper and then you transpose that into a three-dimensional item. Um, what I did was a polyhedral, which is basically like a triangle with one, two, three, four windows on it. But the windows were cut out and inside it were other small triangles that were attached on each side of that main triangle and attached back to front on each side, on the inside. And I had that um, displayed upside down. Like instead of the points up, the points is down and it was held by fish line. So it looked like it was suspended by itself and you didn't really see what was holding it. That was my thing. And after that, um, for the second semester, what I did was a light box, a mirror light box. So what it that is is like you have mirrors inside. Well, you have the glass inside the box. There's one base mirror you get like a reflective film to make a one-way mirror so you can look in the box but it gives an infinite depth of field so it's like you're looking down 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 into a never-ending depth when you look outside the box it's like what's going on it gives the illusion that this box has depth and it goes on but you just see on the outside so that was something that i did and i incorporated lights in it which added to the feel which was pretty cool more than cool, Francis. You know, every time you talk about something, I don't think. Boy, in bl- Francis just blowing my mind. You hear me? Yeah, in my back. Just blowing in, my in my mind over mind, and you know. over and over yeah. and over. It's not oh, just creative enough. I'm a practical creative mind. It's like him not just create, just to create sake, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like him look yes. at there's a solution to it, but he might, he might find creative way to solve the problem. No? Yeah, I mean, the way of you art. It should be functional. I mean, art is beautiful, but it should have a function too. Right. right. And Leonardo da Vinci is one of the persons who inspired me. You know, he built the first helicopter, the first tank, and the first submarine oh, hundreds of years before they actually who, who were that? functional. Who's that, Francis? Who's that your name? Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. as well. He was a scientist as well as an artist. An artist, but you know him as him artwork for true Margaret. That is true. I didn't know that either, Francis. I didn't know that either. So him inspire you then, Francis? Yeah, I got my inspiration from him. I mean, him build stuff that work. And um, even in art school, one of the stuff that we, um, we, we learned about these various artists and then the local artists as well, before we learned on them. But for me... I always like to mix art with science to make it more exciting. Yes, I wasn't too off then, Margaret, when I slipped. If you notice the name of the show at the top on the Discord channel, it's a Francia. <laughs> <laughs> I rush my rush and I spell Francis' name wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting as that was my name on one of the um, profiles that I signed up for. I'm like, oh, wait, I want you to change it and put the S there. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Aye. 
so with that love for science and but technology, science is where, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for that love for science and technology, it it brought me into the realm of phones because I'm like, cameras are great, but they're big and bulky. Want something that's portable, and I started looking on phones. Um, the phone that actually caught my eye was the Windows phones because I mean. When they came out, they were leagues ahead of the other phones in terms of camera technology and in terms of how they do other things and how the phone manages memory and RAM. You get like a 32 gig uh, Windows phone back in the day when you have a Blackberry that comes with like what, two gigs of RAM. And the speed of that was like equivalent to an Android phone with about four or six gigs of RAM because it's manage the memory so good but the algorithm that they put into the camera technology and the lenses that they will use as for Nokia at the time their main partner was um, Zeiss. Uh, Zeiss Optics is a German camera lens maker makes some of the best lenses in the world kind of like Leica and um, what's the other one um, Hasselblad as Hasselblad actually made the cameras that were used on the moon landing to take pictures of the earth and to this day, I think about two or three of them are left on the moon. They were too heavy to bring back. But yeah, looking at all of that, um, phone makers have been partnering with camera makers since then up until now to try to make the best cameras. And looking at that, I'm like, if I have this technology in my hand and I can get a rig and put my phone on and put a regular DSLR lens on it, why do I need to buy a thousand dollar camera and I have the phone here that has the AI and the tech. I can edit the pictures on it and Bluetooth it and a printer to get printed. I have everything on here right here. Plus it's waterproof. And I can put it in a case if I want to. Mm-hmm. And if I want to upgrade, I don't have to spend bag of money. I just, you know, wait on sale or I just go for a particular brand that's camera focused. Mm-hmm. So there's Huawei before it jumps the band on it. And now them come back because um, um, Harmony OS is like now the third most used operating system. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are other, you have Kai OS as well, which focus on phones that don't use much memory. And there's another one I remember. And um, you see, there is Samsung, which everybody run down. I mean, they're very good. They have amazing zoom qualities. iPhone is great for videos. Some people prefer to use it for pictures and I will not them. Each person has a preference. And I have Sony that is for those who are like a niche market. Like, you know, Sony makes 8K screens and their cameras, the mirrorless DSLR cameras, like top of the line. So their phones actually utilize the same sensors and the same technology as their actual cameras. What's the prices out there? I stick with like a Google Pixel. The AI is good. Camera is good. Price is affordable. Get the same features as say like a top tier Samsung or iPhone at a fraction of the price. So I tend to look on tech and see where it's going, and so I can incorporate that in whatever I do. So, so most of the pictures I may take, Francis, now are on the phone. All my pictures on phones. Oh really? I wouldn't have known that at all. Margaret, would you have known that the pictures they might take on the phone take them? 
Yeah, he told me on on the on the thing he tell you. Okay. On the Instagram. Okay, I know why I'm realizing. He tell you that his yeah, phone yeah. picture, yeah. I know I see why. Yeah, you, man. You kinda you kinda know. As I say, every time you walk me more Francis and I hear the passion of your voice when you start talking about this. That's why I make you just talk. Cause I hear the passion of your voice, my brother. Yeah. I hear the passion of your voice for, yeah, for what you do you know and, and the love you have you know. and all of it. Go ahead. Yeah, when technology is a nice thing, mm-hmm. but you just have to know where you do, you get lost in it. Yeah, man, right. Because... You, you sound like you have found a niche where, because you have an entrepreneurial mind, you know, there's technology for text, you guys, how you're going to make it add value yeah. to you. Yeah, and I, that's true. And I keep up to par with, um, as an entrepreneur, man, I keep up to date with the prices of cell phones locally versus internationally. Um, I have a list of retailers and sellers that if somebody comes and say yo i want a phone you know about um this amount of money like hey, what can i expect you want i tell you what iphone 8 you want that 25 to 30 grand we know somebody will have it cool if you want a google pixel depending on the type of model you want if you want to wait till next month when when the google pixel fold drop actually drop this month so the price of the other phones and drop for google lineup I mean, the, the Pixel 7 a drop, so the price for the 6A drop down even low. Um, yeah, keep a, a burst of the trend that's going on, keep a burst of the market. I mean, in terms of a lot of stuff, I tend to watch because I kind of make it my business to know what is going on. When people come to me for certain things, I know where to go, what to get, and what price to give them so I can make a profit myself if I have to go and get it for them. Yeah. Good to hear, Francis. So when I upgraded my phone again, I Margaret, we know I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they overseas, so you're not worried about the price, then, unless, of course, no. you want to deal them, then we can tell you no, who not... have it like sometimes target not... yeah. and place there. <laughs> sometimes when the price, I just say not necessarily the price, but in terms of what exactly for one, for what you're going to do, you could have certain to me. What do that too? You certainly more, you know more, far more about this than I do. You know to you? So, yeah. Me too. Way, way. Yeah, yeah. man. So, you, you have to do the research. You keep up to date with the technology. That's a boy, Jelly. You better get that one because the technology are the same, not the same money or whatever. You don't know. I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that at all. Yeah, like if you have, Well, that's true. If you're iPhone-centric, you know, so every September, iPhone drop a new model. And when they drop a new model, the price of the current model is important. For Samsung, they drop a new model like in the spring. So it's like April, March, and drop a new model throughout the years. I mean, throughout the month, that the year itself, they release other phones. Because Samsung, they make up the bulk of them shares is mid-range phones. And for every different market, like for India, they have the A series. For, um, you know, the M series, they have the M series, which is like the same as the A series that we get here. So for each region, they have a different model where they promote. So certain models that you find in certain parts of the world, you're not going to find in America. Um, um, Samsung only made their phones with Snapdragon chips that was available for North America. And for um, Europe, they have the Exynos chips. And it turns out that everybody wants a Snapdragon version because it's probably much better than the Exynos chips. So um, for the first, uh, this year, they released all them phones with the Snapdragon chip and everybody happy. That's a yeah, better camera feature. Better like um, you don't love like the other one. More memory, all this, all that. It's like when you're buying a car, you know. Like 
I want a Ford Mustang, but I want one with the Coyote engine. I don't want one with the other EcoBoost engine. Yeah, I'm into cars as well. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, more. <I'm> t- <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, Francis. Let me put another idea in the idea now. Let me just ask you because I listen. You don't have a YouTube channel for yourself. I know a friend tried to get me into a YouTube channel, but uh, I tried to do a review. I actually did a review on a Pixel 5, Google Pixel 5, and I'm not quite versed into the editing software part of it. I attempted to learn. I downloaded top um, in shot, um, but I still have a little way to go in terms of research on that. It says my focus is learning to edit photos, so I tend to download like um, Snapseed and Lightroom, and I watch tutorials on those. Um, yeah, so I tend to more focus on the photography than the video aspect. No, but I, I'm, but, I'm slowly getting there. More, 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 more I think about is just come my mind different in terms of yeah, focus on the technical side. You see where you know the information where you just read off a while ago. Content, the yeah. information we have, that have value. If you just come and talk about that, you know the detail we are talking about. Trust me. But me, at certain things I could say behind the paywall, well, may I have to talk about that uh, behind the paywall, well, Margaret? Because <laughs> just I listen to you. It's not the message The information where Francis have is like it could have a whole heap of things in terms of where you want to, or where you can do the potential for where you can do. The information mm-hmm. we have, Francis, and the detail we have. Trust me. But yeah. This is fascinating, Francis. Almost two hours there at all. And I didn't ask you know, a question at all, believe it or not. And I, know, I realize. <laughs> I know when I come, I'm probably nervous. I said, well, the one Jelima come ask me, and I said, why? If Actually, I don't know. I'll just get up and do my stuff and I'm just ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, the nervous part, that was probably years ago. Yeah, yeah. I had an artist talk at one time. Um, there was an artist who came to Edna. Um, I have some pictures of the work that he did. So what he can, had, had me do was to make a suit, like a bathing suit out of feathers. I'm top somebody modeled. And it was a challenge. I managed to do it. And he took pictures of it. And then he transposed those images onto like a big piece of board, like he used nails, different types of nails, size and shades to replicate that image, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, that's neat. And to be a part of that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the artist, I was uh, displayed at Devon House because he did a one year residency at Edna Manley at the time. And trust me, that was amazing. No, Francis, you are amazing. I'm saying that to you straight up. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. Didn't I? Hey, didn't I? Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> when I met when I met him and I messaged you, didn't I tell you that? Yeah, man. And I didn't know a, anything. No, right. Compared right. to what I know now about him, yes. And I thought he was amazing then. So imagine how I feel now. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a special conversation, Francis. Trust me, this is. It really is. Cause you see, I I, I come really, to all of really these conversations. Really I won't mind you now. I do have no 
precondition of what I wanted to any question I answer. I just make it flow, Francis. And that's why I love them. I talk about things I never know how to talk about this man at all. I have no idea. You see what I said to you? Exactly. But, but may I ask you a couple of questions, and Francis? And that's why I enjoy joining. Yeah. <laughs> you mean not a script, Francis. No script at all. <laughs> and your mind is so so creative and you have an entrepreneurial mind which is the best thing. I need an entrepreneurial mind, a creative mind to make it work for you. But let me ask you a couple more questions, yeah. Francis, before we kind of look forward to winding it down. What the best learning experience you get from Meadowbrook? The best learning experience from Meadowbrook? Wow. Huh. That's a good question. Best learning experience from Meadowbrook? Well, taken from Meadowbrook, you just have to be myself and, and don't try to impress nobody. Mm. And you try to impress body people, it just it does not gonna work out for you. I mean you just be yourself and you just don't care and do what you don't want to do. Mm. I mean there are rules there, yes. Some of them are meant to be broken, but others you just bend them so you don't get in trouble. Well yeah. Let's mm-hmm. just focus on what you love and just move on to it. Mm-hmm. And and people will come to you. And if you focus on just the money and stuff and everything there, you know, it's like you never love it. Mm-hmm. you're never really too good at it but once you focus on what you do you get good at it you become an expert on it and people pay any amount of money for that the knowledge are for that expertise no yeah, definitely i agree mm-hmm. with that francis i do agree with that 100 percent yeah but may i ask another question and one of my friends C.R. franklin asked me to ask all students a question yeah, and I want your perspective on it. Because you graduate 20 years after me leave Meadowbrook, right? A generation. I want to know. What do you yeah. think? This is the question I'm asking. What do you think can be done to inspire Meadowbrook past students to want to give back to the school? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I know what would inspire me to want to give back seeing the achievements, I want to be a part of those achievements. I mean, seeing a wall like that put up. One thing I wanted to do when I was at Meadowbrook, two things I wanted to do. I wanted to fly, I wanted to be a pilot. Mm. And I was so upset when I found out that JC offers a pilot program, training program. I'm like, why Meadowbrook never had that? Why? <laughs> Another thing I wanted to learn martial arts. I mean, after I left Meadowbrook, I went and studied Kung Fu for like <clears throat> two years. Wing Long Kung Fu and Tai Chi Chan Association at the CBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to go back. Um, they've now changed the school to Iron Lotus Academy. So they now teach other things other than Kung Fu. They teach Muay Thai, Tai Chi, Mixed Martial Arts, a whole bunch of stuff. Which is pretty cool. So, I mean, achievements something that you want to be a part of you know yeah um jamaica is so that is pretty much what jamaica is like among the top 10 in terms of martial art competitors in competitions i mean meadowbrook being on that stage that would be nice you know robotics i know a couple of tools of our robotics program and the students excel in it 
that would be pretty awesome. I think Medical Cup something is, I don't remember, I'm not sure. You know? Um, yes, we, we uh, actually uh, do, and we do very well, Francis, in the robotics. I mean, robotics is yeah. amazing. So being... I mean... It, yeah, we do I really mean, looking, well. taking an example, looking at what's going on with Ukraine versus Russia. Ukraine has taken basic drones and basic stuff that they need and science the heck out of it to turn it into something you see in science fiction that is helping to turn the tide of war. Um, certain, what, what I realize is that technology that comes out of war trickles down into society, mm -hmm. hence the internet. Mm -hmm. The internet was... Um, a part of the U.S. government way of communicating with scientists yeah, um, back in the Soviet era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. DARPANET, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And it's only, so, I mean, taking certain stuff and teaching our students and giving them something that they love, giving them choices that they can excel, that would make you want to be a part of it. Because if you're an expert in certain fields and you see that the school is offering it and, you know, they they extend the all advance hey if you want to come and inspire the students or if you want to come and offer something in this field and you know you feel good when you see somebody doing something that you've taught them and they're excelling in it you know, you want to even help even more and give even more towards it because it's rewarding that feeling that you get it, nothing can compare to it Marvin. I think this is one of the best answers I've ever heard to this question. Yeah, man. It's along the line where I think about the wall of your Margaret. People have to know. Don't have to see. Exactly. Yeah, but it, it, it took it to another level, though. Yeah, yeah. Not just the wall of fear. No, it took it to another level. I, I really like, really like this answer. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, now, Francis, you know, the helicopter was landed at Melbourne, I think, three times in other part before you came, you know. That's nice. Yeah, man. That's um, amazing. I know two of them. Two of them are no good. Two of them have been on the podcast. Um, Captain Keith White used to fly for Air Jamaica and was part of the JDF. Vivian Thomas, I think, a captain too. Um, yeah. Flown for JDF. All of the Meadowbrook students there actually flown helicopter on the Meadowbrook campus. Like, well, here's something, thing. Here's something that can work, you know? Um a rewards program for higher achieving students. They want to collect skydiving thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, feel good. You can incorporate it in that, you know? The UTEC, them skydive and lamp on the UTEC field, and that's really cool. And the lamp on UE field. Yeah. I mean, the Meadowbrook field is big enough for lamp on too, so, yeah. you know? Yeah. Have a couple of students get skydiving thing. I mean, the whole experience alone opens your mind to a whole different level mm -hmm. it, it makes you want to aspire for something else other than just coming to school and doing book work and this and that right. it's like traveling out of the island into a different country and you get a different experience mm -hmm. that alone just flying in a helicopter um learning certain things is like it's like oh okay this is what i want to do i want to be a pilot or i want to work on these magnificent machines to fix them you know my handiwork or you know mm. be a paratrooper something like that yeah those experiences will help motivate the students a lot yeah yeah man 
Well said, Francis. I agree with you. I agree with you, my brother. Let me ask you two more questions before me ask my last question. Um, well, one of them is not really a question, but me ask a question first. How it make you feel? I bring up back all these Meadowbrook memories after all these years. Um, honestly, no different. <laughs> no different at all. I mean, that's a life that I lived and I moved on. And don't really feel much in a difference. I'm glad I lived that life. I wouldn't change it because it gave me experiences, whether bad or good. I wouldn't want to go back in time and change it. It makes me the person who I am. And and the second, the last, well, not really a question, but both you and Mark, but you first. Um, is there any question where you think I could have asked you? Anything where you want to talk about what I didn't ask? The floor are yours. Anything where you want to talk about what I didn't ask about at all? For me? Anything? Mm-hmm. Um, not really, you know. Kind of like how the floors went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of questions and stuff, my mind is always blank. In terms of what I could ask. It's just in the spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when it's something that's relevant to the topic. Mm-hmm. But... No, I don't have anything right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Margaret, do you think any question that you asked, Francis, where I didn't ask, or anything where any topic where I overlook? No, I think we, we covered everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm have a last question, Francis, and I'm going to ask it, although your answer might not be, might be different. You might not see it that way there. But we who went to Meadowbrook in the 1980s, I promise it. Felt Meadowbrook was a magical place, right? <laughs> yes. Lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> but based on all your talk about the school, I listen to your say like Meadowbrook probably had changed. Right? So I'm going to reframe the question to ask. And we assume. Was Meadowbrook a magical place for you when you were there? Coming from primary school to high school, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, all right. So, it's a whole new world, just like the Disney song. <laughs> so, all right. So, let me ask a question. I have to promise it to because, because you talk about the school different than we talk about the school, right? What made Meadowbrook magical for you? The whole experience. I mean, on one transition from primary school into high school, like the people you're talking and interacting with, a whole different mindset is just like all you see in them look at high school movies there oh, I got <laughs> it's you. a popularity contest and if you don't know what you're doing you get lost in it yeah i got you i got you francis yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um before i close it out that for the tournament and and you first margaret um now francis you go first any closing remark before i close out the program here tonight today well it was a great conversation i enjoyed it i'm looking forward to more <laughs> yeah man margaret you know sister francis unless you might talk about 
in technology. Francis Amman have very few words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, my closing remark, Jelly, is that I am so happy that I met Francis that day at Meadowbrook at that art show because this conversation was just simply amazing. His mind is amazing. His art is amazing. And I just think you're an amazing person, Francis. And I'm glad to have been a part of this conversation. Yeah. Thanks again Thank for inviting me, Jed. Yeah, man, you're I, welcome. I agree, Francis. You are a gem. That's all I can put. Your mind, I know you think. You're a very, very unique and special person. And it's like, you're, I want to say you're a hidden gem, but you're a Meadowbrook's gem. They're not hidden no more. You won't be hidden no more. Because your mind, True. your mind, Francis, needs to be on the forefront of a lot of things we want to visualize in the school I go forward. So this conversation was enlightening for me in terms of how you think, you know. Because as I say, I have an entrepreneurial mind too. I do have a creative mind. Nothing at nothing at the feel like you have. I have a creative mind at the different thing, but nothing at the artistic feel like you are, Margaret. But we can look on picture and all them things. I look on ideas. I meet it more ideas all the while, Francis. You see what I'm saying? So it was being more of an intellectual. Yeah man. Yeah man. Yeah, that that's on my mind there. I will listen to things and just I think about ideas and trust me. My mind not at all while please, but focus on certain things I know with more and See what I'm saying so this is just the beginning. So I some look on it. So but your mind, I love you. I love where your mind work, man. I love where your mind work. And trust me, we will do a lot of collaboration together because a lot of things I want to go forward. Your mind will be very helpful to me in terms of just to put certain creative put put it down in a creative way. You see what I'm saying? I have things I want to and it's like I going need a creative mind like yours to say, all right, how we can do this a certain way. Just say I go talk about the wall of fame and you think about it and you say it's a good idea and you say right. You don't have visual light already in terms of how it could have done. And all the media. And as I go in, as I as I say Margaret, I go in take out certain part because we know why I gotta do it away there. So <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this was been happening. I'm gonna close this program. So Margaret Livermore, um, Francis Combs, this is me, Glister, Prince, or Jelly Ireland as an unknown. Thank you. Both for coming and spend the two and a quarter hours I talked this morning. This was a wonderful, wonderful con conversation. And God bless the whole away. And God bless that great school at Meadowbrook. Two Meadowbrook, two A Meadowbrook Avenue. Will put us together. We can have them conversation after all these years. From different generations. And I learned from each other. And I lost Meadowbrook the same way. You see what I say? So... Have a good day and enjoy. And God bless us all. And God bless Meadowbrook High School. All right. Amen. And the like same to shine. both of you. <laughs> That's right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Cool. Thanks. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mm. So, remember to like, share, and subscribe these Meadowbrook Members podcasts so neither you nor your friends will miss another memorable conversation. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Meadowbrook Memories and remember to give us all the support and encouragement you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. 
And special thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince, who takes care of everything involved in getting the podcast out every week. And without him, this podcast would not be possible. It is his expertise that allows me to do what I love doing every week, having great conversations about Meadowbrook memories, and he responds by everything else. So again, thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince.